From the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. And who better to talk about the team we love than a bunch of nobodies? Let's go. Because this is Warriors Anonymous. The boys are back. Well, most of the boys are back. Uh, my name is Jared Cronin. Joining me is Daniel Whatakura and Moni Sos. Uh, unfortunately, Isaac Sos is uh, taking the old uh, HIA uh, tonight. So, um, so happy recovery to him. And uh, we'll see him next week after the uh, the Warriors kick into action. So, uh, boys, uh, quite a lot of uh, stuff going on. Obviously, uh, the, the Vegas history was made uh, this weekend. Uh, also, probably more importantly, uh, this is the last weekend just gone that we won't won't have to miss out on any Warriors action because from next week we are into it, man. So, um, Moneta, plenty of chat around uh, how the team's going to go because obviously in the lead up to a season, that's all you got. That's all you got is, is talk. It's all talk before the, the doing starts next week. Um, and a couple of guys uh, have been putting out thoughts on the Warriors and how they'll go this year. Uh, Aaron Woods thinks that they could be a candidate to be like the Cowboys from last year, uh, i.e. be a, a bit of a letdown. Uh, on the flip side, uh, Paul Gallen thinks that we could be the potentially the Sharks of 2016 and, and go all the way. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on those kind of uh, uh, takes? You know, there's an element of what Aaron Woods says that does make me nervous because remembering the Cowboys, everyone was picking the Cowboys last year to become like premiership you know, winners. And that kind of fizzled pretty quickly as they went through the season. And so I'm just really hoping that doesn't happen for the Warriors because now we're the hunted. So we're not that underdog anymore as we used to be. Um, so, yeah, it, do, it does play the back of my mind. Um, but with um, what Gallon said, he makes a couple of good points, which I think uh, put, puts a bit more confidence. And that's the return, I have to say. And sorry, uh, Jackson Ford, new man crush, RTS. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> bring it right back. Yes, and hopefully, and he can now apologise to Dylan Walker about pulling his pants down. So uh, against Manly. So yeah, yeah, when he had those buns out. But um, yeah, um, I think that's uh, a plus. And Kurt Catwell, I think that's another acquisition for the team that puts us in more, um, you know, gives us more confidence in regards to you know continuing the momentum and of course we still have Andrew Webster and I think that was one of the key things that Paul Gallen pointed out in regards to um, the momentum we haven't lost our structures we haven't lost our coach and we've only got better players uh, and um, our halves look to be a bit um, you know confirmed in regards to going forward so I'm with Gallen on this one and fingers crossed but it does play at the back of my head what Aaron Wood said so yeah, I I find it refreshing that Webby's just like nah man like let's let's not be the hunted let's just go and hunt them first and I was like ooh okay that's yeah, uh man. that's something different that you know we haven't heard that from a Warriors standpoint before um because yeah, yeah. I've got three words I've got three words it's fuck Sharon Woods like <laughs> no way uh I mean ye- years gone by. Years gone by, I think you would have said the way the Warriors played, yeah, anything could happen. Like you could have mm. a good season like 2018, um, but, and you just could, didn't really understand 
what they would bring next year as well. But I think, you know, to Moneda's point, the stability of the squad, the stability of the new acquisitions. Um, and, yeah, Webby's got them, you know, primed. Like, he's they haven't won anything. They haven't earned anything. He makes them very clear around being complacent. And, I, and we say that now, but I guess what gives me confidence is that there's a game style and a, and, a, and a discipline to how we play rugby league now, right? Which I think we'd be for thought, you're not going to win every game, but you're going to win most games. And you're going to out-discipline other teams. And look, today, well, even watching today's games, you know, there was a great spectacle, but you could also see there's still some room for these teams just to to get into a, it might be a little bit boring and there might be Panthers football and that sort of thing, but a, a rhythm, a predictability, you know, what, what I saw, the Broncos, they kind of lost ideas and they started bombing in the mid, you know, in the in the midfield where what what would the Warriors do last year? They just went, okay, where are we at? We kick to the corner and we chase and we put pressure on and then we either win the arm wrestle or they make mistakes mm. and we get points. So hoping, you know, that that's the continuation and I think we saw that a little bit in the trial, especially when we had our A-side on. Mm. And uh, I guess for from my perspective, in regards to Aaron Woods, I see a couple of key differences between us and the Cowboys. And I mean this with the greatest respect because I think the Cowboys are they, they're a potentially gun team and I think quite highly of um, Todd Payton as well. But um, what makes us different from the Cowboys is that we have got a better coach. Webby's the man. You, you mentioned a lot of the stuff there, um, but about you know, what, you know, what he brings and... And I agree. I, I, that's 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 my thoughts on you know why we won't be uh, the Cowboys of of, of twenty four. We could be the Sharks of twenty sixteen. Uh, um, now, Buddha, you've also been doing a little bit of uh, deep diving, some uh, some in depth research, which has come up with some uh, well, some maybe expected and maybe unexpected uh, results. So, uh, bro, what are your uh, what are your predictions on how the Warriors season will go? So predictions. So when you provided that material for me to go away and have a think about it, I, I first ran the, the classic NRL ladder predictor as well. A friend of ours from many years ago, especially when we get about sort of a third of the way through the season <laughs> and we start going, all right. 16 games to go, we've got to win 14. <laughs> and if they beat that, da, 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 da. So it was actually quite nice last year to, to play with that, with knowing that we're just thinking about how we finish in the eight as well. But anyway, um, had, had a bit of a play with it and um, made the rookie mistake of just letting, just choosing, you know, the games I thought the Warriors would win or, win or lose and um, then letting the predictor do autofill. Um, until I realised that it had the Warriors finishing fourth as well. So I had 19, this this will change to my real thoughts, but 19 wins and five losses. Um, but then I looked at the table and I was like, hold on, the Roosters, 24 wins and no losses. Then it had the Tigers second and the Dragons third. And I realised, no, no. So I started again. Even Benji started again. Somebody's gone astray with that uh, that ladder predictor there. So I had to kind of dial it back, cut out the autofill, uh, and I basically selected every game for the season as well. So, you know, like, didn't, didn't kind of, wasn't kind of more in peace in terms of my research, but um, basically had the Warriors with a 16 and 8 
win-loss ratio, 16 wins, 8 losses, um, depending on where, um, you know, points differential as well, potentially finishing fourth or fifth. Um, and I think that's kind of where we might be. Uh, I had the Panthers on top, um, have the Roosters actually having a big season, uh, followed by the Broncos. I still think Broncos, actually, they could be a slide team. I don't know. And then um, I think we're in the mix with Manly. I think Manly, um, not just because they play well today, but I just think they look okay across the park. Um, but really interesting if you go through that. Uh, you know, I think we, yeah, we've got a shot back at the eight, uh, back in the four. Um, definitely got a shot in the eight. But you think about the teams that could potentially miss out. In, in my ladder, I had Storm 6, Rabbit 7, Sharks 8, and the Knights and the and Parramatta missing out. So, um, yeah, it's a it scares me because there's actually, I think, a good 12, 40 teams that have got top 8 ability. Um, but, yeah, 12 doesn't go into 8. Mm-hmm. I've got a bit of a worry. Um, again, this is not a salty uh, Warriors fan reaction. Um, maybe just concerns uh, about the Broncos for this year. Um, and that's probably heightened by the fact they've lost the first game over in Vegas. Um, but just having to bounce back mentally from that grand final loss, uh, that's that's big. I mean, that's, a, that's the kind of um, result that that can actually set a franchise back years. Yeah. I think I think it's also the nature of their play. They play hard and fast and hot, right? So Ooh. but we <laughs> we know that um yeah, you know, uh NRL's one on defence. And I just feel I mean I, I think they still had a strong defence last year, but you know, they were they can leak points, right? And obviously the Panthers showed that as well. Um look they outscored us in that in that um, prelim final as well, but you know we could still score points. So, and you, if you can't fix that part, then you know. And I don't think their squad is as strong as it was last year. Clearly, because they've lost key players. Hmm. Quite a few. It's um. Yeah, it's quite interesting. But um. Anyways, that's all good. I actually thought um. All in all, from the whole Vegas experience, um, I actually thought the NRL did a fantastic job of of you know promoting things and hyping things up and and presenting a good product i know it's they've got you know bigger ambitions and more long-term sort of view in mind of bringing in the gambling dollars and all that sort of stuff but um, i think for what they did compared to you know uh, the initial reaction when it was announced that they were going to vegas it was kind of like uh, i don't know about this um i thought they did a, a heck of a job and it shows with all apparently all the ceos from the um the different nrl clubs gone over to Vegas to, you know, potentially see about, you know, their clubs heading over. And I know Richie Morgan from um, from Warrior Nation as well. He's uh, he's already done costings for uh, for a Warriors trip over there. So, <laughs> so stay tuned, people. <laughs> I'm still not time. sure. I'm still not sure if it's, uh, it's going to benefit the teams, you know, going for the rest of the season, but that's all right. Um, on to more uh, domestic issues, Moneta. The uh, there's, there's been a lot of chat in the preseason about the prime Warriors bench, the makeup of the interchange. Numbers fourteen through seventeen. Um, bro, who who have you got? Who have you got lining up on the bench for us week one? 
I'll start off with the people we have to include. So Marata, we definitely have to have. And um, it was um, Marata and Dylan Walker. Except two. Except two. The other two <laughs> are a bit more difficult. <laughs> mm. uh, um, you could either have Tomale, Foa, or Jazz Tavanga. Mm. Based on what I saw of Jazz Tavanga, and it could be a confidence thing from the last game, I'm, I think I might have put Bantia 4 in front of him just in terms of just what I saw last week. But knowing how Jazz can get to his peak form, I think if he can play himself in, then I would put him in maybe maybe three four games down the track, depending how he goes in uh, getting those cold weeds out because he did look a bit rusty. Mm. Um, but I say that with a bit of pain because I would rather have Jazz Tavanga in the starting lineup over Tom Ale. Mm. And so, but I think it gives him, Tom Ale, a good chance because he looks like he's put in a bit of muscle and uh, he's looking a bit lean. So, and he looked pretty good in the, in the trial. Like he can move, eh? Yeah. Game. Look, so, mm. I say that with pain. Yeah, okay. So, so you're going to go with the um, sort of getting Jazz back, but via the New South Wales Cup kind yeah, of for a yeah. few weeks I just, to... I just, yeah, I think he just needs a bit more confidence at the moment. Um, he had a couple of drop balls last game, and he just didn't look quite himself. And so I think given that, um, give Tom Ade a chance, and they have Bunty Afoa, Marata, and uh, Dylan Walker. So Dylan Walker can cover in the nine if anything happens to uh, Egan, knowing that, you know, it does happen time to time. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it really does. Um, okay, so let him go and bash some guys in reserve grade for a bit and feel better about himself oh, and come when back he gets and... back into his like form <laughs> yeah I mean like I love Jazz he's got that mumble he's got that confidence but last I think two games I've seen he's I think it's just a confidence thing like, there's no doubt yeah, in his skill yeah. it's just getting that back yeah. we've, we've got the luxury now though of not having to bring guys like that kind of straight into the 17 when they don't you know might not necessarily be sort of ready at peak or uh, at least kind of firing on all cylinders so um, yeah, it's the benefit of of a, a deep, deep squad that we've got. You know, a lot of first first grade potential, well, first grade players there as well. So, um, and I definitely agree with you know. I think a couple of questions you ask yourself is, um, well, first of all, Marata, absolutely. If you're going to go Jackson, you need to go um, Capes. Marata's there. Um, he covers the edge. He plays in the middle. Um, Dylan Walker. And I guess the only thing you ask yourself with Dylan Walker is uh, he picks himself every day, but the question is, do you want him to play a spell at dummy half? And I'm not sure. I don't think last year they wanted him to play only in, you know, in case of emergency. So they always had, they had obviously in the end having Bailey Sirenin, um there as well. So for me, I, I go, I don't want him to play dummy half. Um, not that I don't think he can't, but what he brings in the middle um i think you know let's put the other slot the other um seat in place which i think is the young man tom ali or oh i want to dance with tom ali <laughs> i want to feel the heat with tom ali so he's just had a great preseason and i think he's gone above bunty just for now as well but how good you know still got a guy like bunty that can you know get you going uh, and i think the big question is who who plays that nine cover role 
and you and I think they'll start Lusik early rounds, but I think that's where CHT will come in and he'll play that utility. Nine, cover the backs, um, add a push, play on the edge, but I think I think maybe wants to get some football in there, you know, get some reps in there. Um, but I mean it's such a great uh, you know, headache for the team to have a yeah, probably a good seven or eight players that you could put into that hmm. bench spot. So one guy that we haven't mentioned in any of this so far is Chanel Harris Tavita, our guy. Um Buddha, where does he fit in the current scheme? Well, yeah, I think for me he is he's gonna be that utility player. Um and I think they they saw him play nine for Samoa. Um, so he's got the ability to play nine. Um, so they saw him and they know he's got the ability to play in the halves, both sides as well. Um, they, they probably don't see him necessarily as being in the in the starting halves pair with everyone's fit as well. And if anything, he's probably fourth out of the four. I mean, SJ plays every day of the week when he's fit. And it's a shootout at the moment. It's for Luke and Tamari. I think Luke's just got the edge on him, on Tamari. And then, but I think with his size and perhaps with Marata being on the bench but maybe cover middle, then they might manufacture him into a an edge as well. So, you know, I think he might play the Bailey Sirenin role, um, you know, when everyone is fit. <laughs> I can tell you miss Bailey Sirenin, bro. That's, uh, oh, that's twice scissors, you've, you've brought him up. <laughs> Memories of, of Carl Lawton and, and Bailey Serenin. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, little white men. Love <laughs> uh, well, that's white meat only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, Monera, um, key guy for us. Pretty much nearly was the Dell M last year. Sean Johnson. Um, he is he's signed on for this year. But... He has also said recently that he's not viewing this as the final year for him. So how long can he go for on the footy mm. field that is? <laughs> I think he's still got a good two years in if I'm being honest. Like this year and maybe next year. And he, he's he's happy. You know, he's taking good care of himself. He's like I said, like he you saw him last year with a six pack, we've never seen him with that. I mean he had his top off most of the time, so that's how we knew. And so, the South Asian jeans, eh? There's Asian yeah, jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where that's <laughs> gone. Then it hasn't happened. Yet, but um, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I think he'll continue. And I think, and he mentioned the number one contributor. That again, we have to give praise to the old Andrew Webster, um, kind of reigniting their fire with him because the year previous to that, he was thinking about retiring. So um, he's obviously done something, Webster, to kind of get him going in all cylinders. I've got a little theory, just a little, little theory about kind of his potential longevity. And if you're in a good team that has more ball going forward and you're not in this dynamic a defense, you know, people running at you, you all over the place, you, you actually can forecast that your body might be okay. Like, I mean, obviously there's going to be a bunch of other potential injuries, but you go back a couple of years when, you know, when we weren't so good, you know, guys are getting injured all the time. You know, they overload on defence. You know, I think I go back to that Melbourne game. I know this is not SJ, but then we had 
with a frantic game where he lost players in dynamic situations. So, yeah, for, for an SJ point of view, he's just conducting. Eh? If he's got a good four-pack around him, like, and those good South Asian genes, you know, he'll just get rolling. Like I said, Sally, I don't have them quite yet. Um, my tummy's um, more of a one-pack. <laughs> one day, bro. One day, you get there. <laughs> um, now, uh, I, I think one thing for Sean is that um, probably now, in this current era for the Warriors, more than any other that he's been a part of, you're right, Buddha. It's, it's, it's set up in a way that he doesn't have to try and carry as much of the team on his shoulders. Um, and, and also that, that also bodes well for a guy like Roger as well. He can just come back in and just, you know, <laughs> you know, when things get a bit, uh, a bit tired or whatever, he can, he can do whatever he wants. Um, but I think for Sean, like it's, it's probably going to extend him out a bit because he's like, all right, I don't have to like, you know, shoulder the burden of, of doing all of this and, and getting all the blowback for it for, you know, if things don't work or whatnot. Um, and yeah, I, I like the fact that he is, he's just part of the machine he's not trying to you know run the whole friggin thing anymore which is great um now just just a little bit of a sideways tangent i guess um because in thinking about you know how we might get on with our season you know we're, we're dreaming of finals and, and 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 bigger things bigger than last year even um during the week saw our old mate back on 360 uh, Kenty, he's back. Is he's he back. back? He fought the law and he won. Um, now he's back and he's he's come out swinging and he's saying that home semifinals suck. So monitor is uh, he, he's basically pushing for kind of the old days where all the semifinals were held in Sydney, right? So, so what are your thoughts on that? Of Do course. home semifinals suck? He sucks. That's all I can say back to him. <laughs> I mean, we need to, like, fingers crossed, if it does happen that the Warriors get into the semis, can you imagine the atmosphere? I mean, like, at Ericsson State, oh, was it Go Media Stadium? Oh, my God, that would be fantastic. And you already see, like, now the atmosphere uh, with the Warriors. It'd be, like, ten times fold. And if talking about growing the game in New Zealand, that's a good way to grow the game in New Zealand, bringing, like, the semis to, um, if it ever happened, um, no, back to our land. So, oh, he can go suck himself. Maybe he should go back and uh, you know, uh, just be careful what he's doing behind yeah. the scenes. So yeah. So I didn't catch it about Kenty. So he's just meaning he's just meaning because you've obviously got the grand finals in Sydney, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just been re-signed again, right, uh, as well. And then you've got the two prelim finals. Now with we was I just can't remember. Oh no, we were, we played prelim in, in Broncos, didn't we? That's right. So yeah, so he wants those two games to be in Sydney plus the grand final. Correct. Yeah. 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 Old school days. Okay. He's trying to bring yeah. back the old, uh, you know, the Winfield Cup kind of vibes, which you can yeah. uh, you can understand a little bit, but things have have moved on. Somewhat. Things have changed. No, no. Things have changed. And you need they need to have some advantage for being a dominant team. You know throughout the seasons. There's got to be some mm. reward, right? So it shouldn't just go to um, the Sydney-based teams as well, just because, yeah. you know, yeah, I, he can eat a dick, that guy. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of questions before we jump out of here. Um, Buddha, who was your one key player 
for the Warriors in season 2024? Sean Johnson. Oh, outside of Sean Johnson, because we just know, like, for me personally, Sean Johnson has a good season as he did last year. The Warriors have a good season. I think all Warriors fans should just recognize it. I don't want to say doom and gloom. God, touching wood if something has to happen. But, (laughs) like, you know, know, like, I mean, he's just the heartbeat, the creator, the conductor. Um, But let's go past that. Like, I guess let's take Shawnee as he's like top tier, the key player. Um, I think Wade Egan is, is, I wouldn't say equally, but. Yeah, very important. Wade has it continues to have, you know, uh, a bumper season. Just that trajectory he's got, uh, and I think the tracks we talked a bit about that. You know, for me showing he's, I don't know, is it Madge? Is he the coach for the Blues? I can't mm. if they sorted that out. You know, he would have to be on the radar, you know, of the Blues. And I just think I just keep thinking about today's game and the narrow field, and I just thought. Those dummy halves didn't quite bring their players onto the ball, you know, and I just thought, man, there was a game sort of style, perhaps for Wade Egan, just to kind of look one way past the other, you know, bring bring players in. So yeah, he, he can he can conduct as well. Uh we go a long way. I've been thinking a lot about um Egan making that New South Wales team. And a little bit cynically as well, because I'm looking at the fact that he's he would have been living in New Zealand for 18 months by that point, which would mean that he'd only be another 18 months away from qualifying to play for the Kiwis. <laughs> so I'm like, eh. but uh, Moneta, um, who, who are you predicting to make the origin teams? Obviously we've got uh, Kate Wall from Queensland, uh, potentially Wade, who, uh, who, who could make the step up. Um, maybe, maybe someone else as well. Is there anyone that you've, uh, you've got in mind? I thought Dylan Walker was looking pretty close last year for New South Wales. Um, there was chat about him. Yeah, there was a bit a bit of chat about him. Um, hopefully you can replicate um, that same form, but I mean, the obvious is Kurt. You know, he'll, he'll make it for the New Hopefully he'll make it for Queensland this year. Maybe playing for a new team, he'll have more of a chance to kind of shine. Um, but yeah, those are the obvious, but I think Wade Egan's Obviously, this is the one who's in for a good chance, just based off even the preseason game. Like, he looked like he's gone up another level in terms of his skills and his awareness. Mm. Like, they always compare him to, I think, the closest is to Cameron Smith. Mm. And he had a long kind of, you know, he played for a long time. Um, and that's, and he basically said the reason why he was able to play for that long because he used more of his kind of football IQ. So his timing of the pass is when to run, and so forth so and his mind mind yeah. control on the referees yeah if you rewind the clock three years ago when we first started this podcast i still remember we were giving him massive shit about how he used to <laughs> run it looked like he was running on the treadmill how wrong am i now three years wish i could go back three years from now and slap myself in the face i don't think i gave him shit you know yeah. I don't think oh, I gave him shit, but... oh no, we all gave him shit because we, 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 oh, we gave right? him for his pace, but we yeah, did yeah, yeah. we did think he had that had that ability to, you know, slow things down and move players around. Prestige, the prestige, mm. the trick, the turn, and the prestige. Um, boys, uh, game one coming up this week. 
Sharkies, Friday night oh. at Go Media, Mount Smart. Um, also, the uh, New South Wales Cup team uh, will be kicking off as well. Uh, curtain Razor. I think Jersey awesome. League team might be uh, the under twenty ones maybe kicking in as well. Um, so it's yeah, it's 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 all on for young and old. A um, couple of pathways games out in Pukekohe as well. Under seventeens and under nineteens. We both had a win over the weekend. So, but uh, so the NRL. What can we expect to see against the Sharks in this game? Game one. So. I think you mentioned on kind of what can the Sharks bring? What do we expect to see from them as well? So from from a Sharks point of view, we know they like to move the ball. Um, they definitely like to get um, you know Nico likes to be on the ball both sides. He likes to bring um, those edge players in as well. So both actually Teague and um, uh, Nikora, um, he likes to bring them on well. So they will see good good lines, but you also see. Um, good shape out wide. So, you know, we go back to uh, what was the Halberg moment of the year um, where we beat the Sharks, <laughs> came from came from absolute out of nowhere. Um, but Sharks, good Sharks league is when they're hunting like that as well. Um, need I remind us the worst ever performance I've ever seen in my life has been <laughs> the Sharks with 11 men beat us. But anyway, we'll, we'll see. We might see that from the Sharks. Um in the middle, yeah, they've got some bop as well, but um, I think we can contain them. Um, and I think from our boys, you know, you'll just see, I like to think, you know, we will see a continuation of how we were like at the back end of last year with a little bit more power as well um, and then a little bit more, you know, RTS sort of flair, you know, those little mm. extra finishing touches as well which i think will just you know add another level but yeah i feel confident that we can contain them um we just have to yeah just make sure they they can't skin us you know they're Mm. a team that can put 20 on you and the the blink of an eye so we've got to be careful with that yeah nice Uh, monitor have you got a, a score prediction for the game sharks v warriors i'll go 24 12 to the warriors 24 12 solid yeah, 24-12. Buddha seems quite shocked by this. That's exactly what was popping in my head. I was like, yeah, I think, yeah, we'll do all right. 24-12. 24-12, there you go. Nice. 24-12. I'm going to go the same, except I'm going to replace the first two with a four. I'm going to go 44-12. Yeah, let's go. Statement. Let's light Statement the fires. Game. Let's light the fires and kick the tires. Well, there's every chance. I mean, the Go Media is going to be pumping. Mm. Absolutely pumping. Uh, the warrior holic is peaking to get up there. He'll be up there. Be driving um, the mad butcher around. <laughs> yeah, the chauffeur. Um, and going back to that, going back to when he was talking about like home semis. I mean, I was fortunate to be at the home uh, final we had against the Knights, and oh my gosh, it was pumping. So the excitement levels were huge. So there's every you're right, every chance that you know we play with like eighteen men on the field with that. That bumper crap. Be a nice little uh, birthday present for one D Farakura as well, bro. I know. All I want. The kids are like, what do you want for, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, two points. <laughs> Just two points. <laughs> and no injuries. Yeah, good. I like that. I'm keen for that. Oh, well, lads, this has been fun. Um, we're, 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 we're not far away now. We're not far at all. All the talking can die down and we can start watching and and potentially, you know, throwing remotes and yelling abuse at, um, at referees and whatnot. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, 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 no. I think we've 
But we're okay, boys. You know, we've we've shown we've shown that our football is good enough. You know, not to have that bias against us. We shall overcome. I like that. On that note, we'll it's finish this episode. It's gonna be another roller coaster ride. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we've got a week. You're right. You've got a week to go. So just, just chill. But I can't wait. <laughs> Can't we all? My name is Jared Cronin. On behalf of Moneta Sauce, Daniel Farakura, and also Isaac Sauce on HIA. Uh, this has been Warriors Anonymous. Uh, like and subscribe on uh, YouTube. Check us out there. We've got some uh, quite a few things going on this week up on the YouTube channel. So uh, like and subscribe. And um, yeah, and we'll catch you next week right after after the big game. Well, at least a couple of days after the big game. After the up the Warriors Anonymous. Like that. Good week, D. Hey, it's like a gang patch. We'll get in trouble, New Zealand. Yeah. Hey, Moneta, we can't have this. Okay. It's uh, going to be. Hey, you're going to get us banned. Watch out. David Seymour's going to come after <laughs> you, man. Just take it easy. Take it easy, bro. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. This has been Warriors Anonymous. We'll see you next week. Up the Waz and also. Game the Warriors. No game badges. <laughs>